you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. That, for those who don't know, was Hatiz for greetings and welcome. So welcome. And you and you butchered it about as good as I did on Wookie Radio. <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks presents the Falcon's Lounge, our Star Wars focused um episode. So tonight <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. So tonight, of course, I have with me uh, the great and masterful Jimbo. Yo. And a special guest who has not been on the show before, but this is his first time. And you may recognize his voice, if you think about it, from such shows as Weeby Geeks, Wookie Never Radio. And Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's right. It's my co-host from the from Wookie Radio and Weeby Geeks, Mike. How's everybody doing? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, let's talk some Star Wars, shall we? Excellent. Uh, first, so I just got to ask this quick question, Derek. Am, am I your poodoo to your bantha? <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to say that, but <laughs> something like that. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it. So, of course, um, one thing we recently talked about on Wiki Radio uh, is the big story that's come out this week, and that is about Billy D. Williams rumored to come back as. Lando Calrissian in episode 9. So, how do we feel about that, gentlemen? Uh, depends. Well, thank how, you. All right. How, so, moving on to the... No, go ahead. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, how, much, how much Colt 45 is involved in this? <laughs> well, in the decision or in the movie? <laughs> a little, little Hennessy yes. Cognac. <laughs> So, as, as we did discuss on Wiki Radio, it, it's not, it hasn't actually officially come out from Lucasfilms themselves, um, as far as the last thing we heard, but there are sources that say that this is going to be uh, happening. I thought Billy D confirmed it. No, I, 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 when has he confirmed it? I don't know. I thought I saw some today. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just seeing the other stuff. Unless he did confirm it today, well, possibly. I mean, th- this type of news, and when we get rumors like this, is is like walking around the corner and hello, what have we here? Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Okay. He's got sound effects. Why, why don't you have those all the time? I have them. I just I just don't use them as much. 
<laughs> no, I, I don't use them that much either. No, not I was, like I used to. No, what I was going to say is I use them a lot. I, I kind of overuse them on my other podcast, Keepers of the Fringe. So I tend to not use them as much here. <laughs> because uh, this is this is more professional-like. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> it, it is, yes. <laughs> so, where were we? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Billy D. Coming back off the tangent, Billy, Billy D. D. As Jim said, Billy D. Um, I mean, I think it's cool, but it's sort of like what we talked about before. The the one story said he had withdrawn from from a sci-fi pop culture convention, right? And as we said before, we tracked it down even more. There's a bunch going on in September all over the country yeah, or starting in September when he would potentially be filming for episode nine. Um, then we come and find out, well, no, it was um, the Saskatchewan. <laughs> the Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Comic Con is like, maybe he's just... Using filming as an excuse to get out of the cold. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, who hasn't used the, oh, I have to, uh, you know, uh, go to uh, film instead of coming to Saskatchewan. I know I've used it many times myself. It, it, it's like the Brady Bunch. Something just suddenly came up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so let's 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 go with the assumption that let's uh let's go with he is going to be in the movie. Uh how do we feel about that? Um And I like I like um Jimbo, I like your little note too is are they going to kill him too? <laughs> yeah, well that's that's the thing. It's like okay, you you bring back these guys, like, you know, brought back Han Solo and you know, Princess Leia, they didn't really kill her, but you know, they, she's yeah. definitely gonna be They kinda you have know, to. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Yeah, but she's definitely she's definitely uh they're gonna have to axe her too from this uh you know, uh from film number nine. Yeah. But um you know, are they gonna, are they just gonna kill Lando? I mean, how are they gonna do it? They're just gonna come right out and like you know, hey, hey, Lando, you know, here's a, here's two in the hat for you. He'll you show, know, he'll hey, show we've, up. hey, we've killed off everybody, so everybody's gone. But you bring Yoda back in a force, you know. So <laughs> Lando Force I, Ghost. I, <laughs> I feel left out. I don't have the, sh- the sheet with the qu- with the topics. Oh, you no, hold on. You don't need it. Okay. <laughs> the true meaning of winging it. Um, now, with, with Land, I mean, do we want to yeah, see Lando? Do we? Well, you know, I, I uh, as I stammer, um, I also heard a strange rumor too that there's a chance they could bring back Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, too. I've heard like, that one too. Yeah, but I mean, it would have to be in like a flashback or something. I would imagine, unless they do a complete Iron Man job on him instead of just the 
power core in, in the chest. It's a power tube that runs through him. <laughs> since he did get run by a lightsaber. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, Stedgeon. <laughs> There's the sound effects. <laughs> well, the the other thing is, is too, um, the, the saber probably did cauterize the wounds as well. Well, I mean... Darth Maul came back from being cut in half, so... Yeah. But Starkiller Base did get kind of blown up. up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was going to say that, but, you know, but you know, you never know. I mean, you know, Han has been in tighter situations than that before. I mean, come on, you know, he's Han Solo. He's been stabbed a couple of times by a <laughs> lightsaber here and there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Shot a few times, probably. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Gotten into a few fights with Leia, you know. Yep. I'm sure yeah. she she's she's pretty good That's at fighting. That's how Kylo came around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makeup makeup Wookie Nookie is awesome. Hey, you guys. Um. Yeah. So if they bring hot, I mean. If they bring Han back, that would probably make a lot of people happy. Uh, for one, I can think of is my co-host on Keepers of the Fringe, Chris. He is the one thing that he was very upset about is that Han died in Force Awakens. But yeah, the other thing is, I mean, how long has Harrison Ford, you know, been wanting Han to die since? Return of the since Jedi? Empire. Yeah, since Empire. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So, I mean, realistically, I mean, since Empire. What are the chances that Harrison Ford will actually come back to play Han again? After he had uh, depends. an emotional uh, death well, scene. and uh, How much does he want to play Indian Indiana Jones 5 in, 20, in 2020? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a whole... <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other topic right there. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see him I don't see him wanting to play it too much. I think he was kinda happy when yeah, when uh I think so too. When yeah, Abrams finally when Abrams finally did what Lucas wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty death. much. <laughs> But I, I think yeah, I think they should have stuck around because I mean you can't I don't know, you almost can't kill you can't kill Han Solo and not kill Chewie, but then again, you don't want to really kill Chewie because, you know, who doesn't love Chewie? Exactly. But, well, I mean, they killed Chewie in the books way back when, and yeah, they did. Yeah, but that well, isn't you know, there's no longer canon. So that's know. right. Uh, excuse me. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, but, uh, my stomach I hadn't eaten yet. <laughs> <laughs> Tough right, ship. But um yeah so I don't know. I don't I just don't, I don't see why Harrison Ford would want to come back to play Han again. No. I don't know. He might he might come back in blurb bits and blurbs, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, a flashback here or there. Yeah, maybe. You know, something something in there, you know, a little bit of wise, you know, things that you didn't see in, you know, you know, episode you know, episode seven and, 
you know, things that, you know, cutscenes and stuff like that that you might not have seen or, mm-hmm. you know, little, little tidbits stuff like just before they got to, you know, meet Ray and stuff like that. Right. I mean, you you could you could bring him in for little stuff like that, and I don't think he mind doing that. I don't I don't think he wants to play it full time because I think I think like like him and you know even Mark Hamill to a certain extent they just want to kind of let it go, let it go on, and you know let the story continue on with something else. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's. That's true, <laughs> oh, but my my other concern about this is, as well is with with Billy D. Williams. They said he was supposed supposed to be in episode eight, and of course, IMDb listed him as being in episode eight. Guess who was not in episode eight? Billy D. <laughs> but maybe or either that, or maybe he just didn't want to. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't fit in right. You know, I mean. I mean, I, I suppose you could have fit him in over at the, uh, you know, over at the, uh, you know, the scene at the casino and stuff like that. But, you know, it's funny you brought that up because we, we talked about that um, on Wookiee Radio of could he have been the the DJ character? Yeah, it could have been, or or he could have been like say you know, you know like like Lando in the you know Lando in the books and stuff like that has always been the guy who owns the casino. You know, he's always had his fingers in a lot of pies, and Solo kind of said that. You know, he's always, you know, he owns this, he owns that. You know, so maybe you know Canto Bite could have been you know his little baby. You know, yeah. his you know his little his little. His little point. So, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like it. Maybe they didn't want to put it into the into the script. You know, Johnson did a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with in some of his in his episode. But at the same time, you know, I think there could have been a lot of little areas where he could have really kind of fit in well, and he kind of kind of started to kind of grease the skids a little bit to get him back. I mean, I think he could still play a decent character, but kind of where would he go right now? I mean. Other than, you know, maybe the resistance is desperate and they need somebody. So why not turn to somebody who they've always counted on, you know, from time to time and in Lando Calrissian. So I could see him coming back in episode nine and playing a bigger role. I'm just afraid they're going to they're going to run him through like they run everybody else through, you know, with a lightsaber. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I, I think Kim brought up over on Wookiee Radio the um, why if we if we had Lando as the code breaker, then what was then? How do you put it, Derek? It would almost be unnecessary because you know what would oh, he? No, that was me doing trying. Oh, that was you. I, yeah, I was well, saying. If if they had Lando as the codebreaker, then you wouldn't have um, the whole scene where he betrayed uh, Finn and Rose, and, and you know sold them to the First Order, basically. See, but I think it could have been played as slightly different. He was given the wrong, co- you know, being the smuggler he is, he got swindled himself. And the codes were wrong, and that's where he um, unconsciously betray, uh, betrays Finn and Rose. 
Yeah, I mean, you could. And, and, and then has to, and then to, to kind of save his own butt to later save them. Pulls the whole stunt of you know with Kylo. Well, hey, I was the guy who helped your your grandfather out over on on Cloud City. Yeah, very true. You could, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you could have fitted him in a lot of different places. Lando Calrissian is a pretty flexible character, you know, both morally and and you know objectively in the films. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but he always plays a decent, really good guy. You know, and as they as they've gotten older, you know, throughout the film, you know, you know, four, five, and six, you saw you know Lando become more and more of a you know pretty rock solid kind of guy. You know, the only problem right. is you didn't, you never heard what happened kind of like afterwards. Now, you get it like in the Aftermath series uh, from Chuck Wedding there. It, it, it brings Lando's in there a little bit, you know, from, from, you know, bits and pieces. And he's pretty much a solid, you know, you know, he's he's been a very go-to kind of character, you know, little bits, but not a whole lot. You know, you don't hear a whole lot of that. You know, what What did he really do? So, I mean, you know, he could go back to being the same old Lando that you kind of saw in, in Solo. And then, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I agree with Mikey. He could have fit in well in Episode Eight. Um, you know, the, the DJ character, all right. You know, he was kind of a mystery kind of brought in. But I think they, I think they have bigger plans for someone like him. Come episode nine, it's just you know where's he going to go? You know, you're going to run into this guy again. Is he going to you know help you this time? Is he right? Yeah. You know that new is he the new Lando Calrissian? I mean, is he going to stab Lando Calrissian and then you know kind of take his mantle as hey, I'm the guy who can get things done, but you know I'm also kind of sketchy too. Well, I, the, bring that up. At the point time, do we want to see DJ again? I do. I do. I, I think so. I, I, I like his. I like this character. I think. I think they should have expanded him more. Yeah, a little I, bit more on him. Yeah, I would have liked you to know. seen more with him. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's kind of a good introduction kind of character. You know, kind of. Right. You know, kind of like you know when you when you first saw Boba Fett. You know. You, you saw him, but you saw him at a distance, and he kind of you know gives you a little nod. From a distance, you know. And so, where do you go? You know, you know. How does he turn into a, a, a major, you know, character that that really you know takes a lot of the action? Well, you know, later on, as as it came along and it came in, you know, he became you know pretty much a centralized character. You know, in the in you know the Star Wars universe, without doing a whole lot other than you know getting you know han solo and carbonite and taking them to the hut but um you know nobody else carbonizes the hut (laughs) sounds like a restaurant chain (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) but i mean i i i i think i think the dj character i think will be interesting to see more of because it's you're wondering what is he going to be about i mean Sometimes well, the, the Benicio thing, del Toro can go a little crazy with his little, characters, yeah. but well, like uh, the collector. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> the thing I liked about DJ though is that he's 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 not really on either side. He's kind of on 
his own side, so you don't really know what he might do at any given moment. But he, yeah. he uh, somebody read the one shot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, somebody did, yes. Um, and uh, so he's kind of that. He's kind of that type of character where he's not a good guy, he's not a bad guy. So he kind of, I think he adds a little flavor to the story, I think. So I definitely would like to see more from him. Yeah. He's, he's spicing the, the Colt 45. Yeah. He's, he's well, a spicy meatball. And definitely since they're, since they're kind of running out of characters, <laughs> I mean, they keep on killing off so many of them. So, you know, to a point where, you know, mm-hmm. as, the, as the next, as the next, you know, episode comes out, you kind of want to see, you know, these characters kind of reoccur. And, you know, someone like him will definitely add a wrinkle into the whole, into the whole mix, you know, and whether he right. meets a, you know, an untimely end in, a, in some, you know, beast belly or, you know, if he ends out in the vacuum of space, you know, doesn't really matter, you know, as long as, you know, he kind of keeps the plot going along and, you know, you know, as that, that little bit of, you know, sand to the grease kind of thing. Now, the thing, the thing that I'm wondering about is we have one movie left in the trilogy, but it seems like there's still a lot to cover. Yeah. It, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like, like there's, <laughs> there's still a lot. So I'm wondering what, I'm very curious to see what they do with episode nine. Well, that's what I want to say. I want to say and, that, and that's why I kind of put it on there. Is like JJ's direction. Where is he going to take it? You know, is he going to is he going to dead end it, or is he going to really kind of just like leave it open? Um, you know, and you know, is, is he going to get Johnson, as I like to say it? <laughs> you know, by by the by the royal, you know, the the hatred of of you know many a Star Wars fan who now you know absolutely wants to just destroy all that is you know you know the modern narrative of you know of star wars but you know i i i like jj abrams i like the way that he directs i like the way he kind of puts things he 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 changes things but he makes you feel good about it right like kind of like what he did with star trek and Mm. you know as long as he doesn't do another lost you know kind of you know ending kind of thing that just kind of pisses you off more than it actually you know satisfies your i've watched this show for nine seasons and now you're gonna give me this what <laughs> you know bad robot bad robot <laughs> well we're, we're, we're gonna come and find out with the end of episode nine it's sort of like the the saint elsewhere ending <laughs> <laughs> Some kid's gonna hold a snow globe and be shaking it. <laughs> Look at this galaxy far, far away, Mom. Yeah. Put that back. It's too expensive. We don't buy things here at the gift shop. <laughs> yeah, with a waking that waking up from a dream thing. I had a dream about a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Oh, Jr. still alive. It was just a dream. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> So, but I, go ahead. Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? <laughs> <laughs> These are my garlic boys. These are my sarlacc. 
poor, poor guy. Poor Bo- poor Boba Fett. Poor Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, so There's no feeling bad for him. <laughs> From a plucky boy on Camino to to now, yeah. he's in somebody's Silac. I kind of. <laughs> that's one thing. I kind of don't like the idea that Boba Fett was just another clone of Jango Fett. I don't know. Something yeah, doesn't he, sit right with but, that for me. Yeah, but he was he was he was the one. He was the the, the personal one, the one that wasn't given the mind altering, you know, I know scrubbing. But, yeah, I don't know. It just I don't know. For me, it feels like it takes away from Boba Fett's mystery, right? Which is one thing I'm concerned about them doing a Boba Fett film. I don't want them to delve too much into his his backstory or anything. Oh, I guess they already have delved too much into it, but because I don't really want to know too much about Boba Fett. I just want to see him be Boba Fett. Right. Yeah, that's what I think. I think we were talking about this at the last Falcon's Lounge. That I think I think for Boba Fett, I think it would be cool as like a miniseries, but have it like as a collective of all the bounty hunters you know yeah yeah that would be like cool. kind of like a like a bounty hunters union kind of thing and and you know the, the you know small stories here and there and you can kind of get the the fill-in version of you know you know what formed boba fett and where did he get his mandalorian armor or where did he get this where did right. he get that well yeah that would, that know? would actually be something cooler on the disney streaming service i think than like an actual movie yeah but but the thing is, the armor it's his dad's stuff. Uh, yeah, with him with him modifying it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it it almost be interesting to see like where like where he got the you know like where his dad got it. You know, kind of like because you could do like flashbacks of you know his you know his dad brought along with him, and you know oh his dad tells him the story of how he got the armor, and you know how he shifts some Mandalorian guy, and you know <laughs> you know beat it off of him, you know that kind of cool kind of stuff. I mean, right. but I don't I don't think it, I don't necessarily I don't th- necessarily think it'd be worth like a whole movie, but I think it would be cool in like a miniseries kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd like to see like yeah. a whole a whole bounty hunter series with all the bounty hunters. Yeah, I, I think that would be a great, great live. As, as much as I would love to see it live action, I don't see it being live action. I see it more potentially animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah that might be better. Yeah, just just the. I mean, that wouldn't be an issue, but trying to do Bosk every every week or for however many episodes. Yeah, like throw everyone, story, you know, like, yeah. get Dengar going. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a little rough. You know what Whereas, made Guido? What made Guido go bad? You know. <laughs> Bad shrimp. <laughs> bad, bad shrimp. Yeah, I guess it's funny when you think about it. I guess technically Greedo was a bounty hunter, I guess, technically, but he didn't seem too well, bounty said, hunter-ish. Well, 
Well, you saw him on Tatooine with with the young Anakin, and then all of a sudden, you know, here's Greedo, you know, coming in to collect on mm, on. Yeah, uh, they, if you're talking about when we saw um, Gidster and all that, that wasn't Greedo. That wasn't Greedo. I thought he said he was. No. What? It was a different character because you're talking the younger. That was portrayed by uh, Warwick Davis. That wasn't that wasn't Greta. Well, the the one where right before the 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 pod race, and he's yeah, talking was, to Anakin. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't Greta. I thought that was Greta. Nope. Ooh, I could be wrong. It's a whole different Rodian. Uh oh. Well, I mean, there's lots of Rodians, but it's a Rodian rodeo. But whoa. <laughs> So let's uh, let's see. Let's move on to another topic, shall we? Um, yeah, I don't think we have to do the the move to May December. I think I think we just all realize it's just more time for them. Yeah, I I like it better in December. I like the movies, and even though you know the traditional May release. Okay, but 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 with okay, I I know you said we pass this, but. I, I'm, I'm going to say let's bring it up because we we did talk about this over on Wookiee Radio as well. Well, let's go for when, it. When they announced Force Awakens and announced the six films, that one's the one that was initially moved from May to December. Right. Because the... the f- the fan uproar of oh my god it should be a May release that's tradition you're breaking tradition yeah and and they they moved it not because the film was behind because Abrams was pitching uh, can we go ahead and go back to releasing the May film's done film's ready why are we sitting on it um it's there were there was a marketing reason, and look what it did! It it literally it saved ESPN's butt. Yeah, because <laughs> profits from that went to to salvage the hemorrhaging ESPN. But it, it's I think everything after that they said every Star Wars film was going to be December. With the exception of Solo, which then, which which they popped out in May and, and made the announcement. Oh no, Solo is coming out in May of twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Everyone's like, why? Yeah, exactly. December. And, and I mean, December was working. And they even tried to move Solo to December, but Disney said no. Right. So, and then we see what happened. Well, see, it's a big question well, is why, 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 why didn't they just decide to let it ride in December when things were better? I mean, it's not like you're going up against a lot of big competition this year in no, December. But, yeah, but you got Poppins coming back, yeah, and that's true. in that time period. So their focus is on that to get that going again, right? Especially Maybe after you had a few years ago the Saving Mr. Banks movie 
that explained that, you know, Margaret was a little crazy (laughs) (laughs) and and didn't like the way (laughs) and didn't like what Disney did to, to her character and put in, they will not have the rights to do any more movies. They cannot, they will not touch Mary Poppins ever again. And then we somehow loophole backdoor get the rights to do the musical. <laughs> and and then now we've got the movie. But there's but I, I can say with the parks, there's I mean, and this this isn't a hidden mystery or anything, but there there are ground rules on how she is presented in the parks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Explain. I mean, I know my, well, my one, one is you. You can't obviously have her signing in an area where Beatles music is being played heavily or loudly. Hmm. That's out of yeah. You know, having like at, at Epcot, the UK Pavilion. You you can't have her in the courtyard while the band's performing, signing. She's not from that time period. Yeah. Now, if she was up front where the sound was a little muffled and not in direct view of the band, that's a totally different story. Interesting. Now, 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 can she be over in the in the you know in the Magic Kingdom? Like she in is the, magic yeah, but I mean the like the Victorian section or something like that. Yes, that, when you first walk in. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so she. I'll have to ask my sister about that. She 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 worked over there. She was a costumer for a couple of years. She did costuming and sales and stuff like that. You know, oh, yeah. she was one of the college students. Uh college program. Yeah, yeah, she was a college programmy. <laughs> yeah. but. She she had fun though. She 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 got to do uh, uh, what's her name Tinkerbell's costumes for a long time. So she was uh, she she enjoyed that. What, was she over at Magic Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. She uh, worked. The stories she, she yeah. The stories I could probably even tell about Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll discuss that after show. Excellent. <laughs> Oh, sorry, oh. listeners. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving back to Star Wars <laughs> before, before Mike gets in trouble. <laughs> but it's a small world after all. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the whole thing with the solo movie. I think there was a. I think there was. I think there was more than just one reason that it, it flopped. Um, well, it didn't exactly flop, but I think, I think part of the reason might have been because they did it in May, so close after, uh, The Last Jedi. I think it was, even, even, you know, even being the Star Wars fan I am, I was like, it's really soon. (laughs) But I still enjoyed it. Anyway, um, (laughs) so... I'm sure that had something a little bit to do with it, and I mean, and then also being that it came out right after Infinity War and Deadpool Two. Um, now, the, 
Now, some reports are saying no, that that didn't play a factor. I, I'm sorry, who who are you kidding? I know. I think it's. I I don't think you can say that because, I mean, it must have. For some people, I'm sure it did play a factor. They're like, oh, we just. It, it, go ahead. Obviously, it played a factor. Yeah, I mean. You just saw a big, huge Infinity War. You know, Deadpool 2 was a pretty big film. Something like Solo, it's not one of the main saga trilo- uh, part of the trilogy, so it's like, meh, you know, we can wait till it right. comes out on DVD. Well, it's like, you, you, don't, you don't premiere a new show against the Oscars on TV or you don't premiere a new show against the Super Bowl right unless you're the station hosting the Super Bowl and then you're releasing it after right I mean it's stupid going up against some of the big thing you know the Grammys you don't go up against the Grammys you don't go up against the country music awards I mean stuff like that why because that's what's drawing the attention. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, with the Tonys, it's done in the summer. And there isn't really a lot of release, new releases anyway. Yeah. Right. So, Well, that's why some, some are blockbusters. Yeah, that's why they, they station them all, come out, you know, because they're going to get draw the crowds from the, you know, little bit of AC time, you know, get right, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, cool movie theater. And you, you're, not, you're not facing any network stuff. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that uh, that definitely was a part of it. And also the, the marketing for Solo, I don't think they gave it enough marketing time. See, are we? How many times did we talk about that? Oh, when are we getting anything? Right. Yeah. Because it was it was teased all last fall. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so it's going to come at the Disney State of the Union, uh, aka the Disney Holiday uh, Holidays Special. That the first time they did it was at Thanksgiving. The second time they did it was like a week or two after last year. Right, and we got nothing. Well, I think absolutely. I think, I think a big problem with Solo is that it, it happened quickly, or relatively quickly in the you know in the in the public eye. Right. Whereas you, I mean, it kind of it kind of it kind of went underneath the radar a little bit because you had you had you know from you know from episode seven, then you had you know uh, Rogue One, and then you know in in between there because I remember hearing about Solo all all in. You know, right after episode seven came out, you heard solo this, solo that, but it was like little bits and there was like little trickles. But then it was all right. of a sudden the movie just kind of after Rogue One, it was just like, yeah, no, they're doing a solo. Bam, it's coming out. It's going to be coming out. It's going to be that second movie, you know, after episode eight. And then episode eight comes out. And then all of a sudden, here's solo and solo's coming, but now it happens in May. And that, and I, I, I still think the timing. I think when J.J. Abrams kind of did that recalculation of time, when he put it into the December time frame, I, a lot of people enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed Episode Seven coming out in December, right? Yeah, because it was it was right around Christmas. You know, up north up here, the weather's usually miserable and crappy. <laughs> you know, 
you, you get a lot of time off and like my review seeing time of that movie is was quite a bit because guess what you know you know hey next weekend we're getting a snowstorm <laughs> let's go to the movies okay boom you know so like i saw episode seven like like four times and then rogue one came out and i saw rogue one like you know four or five times in the movie theaters because it was just you know you know hey i'm a star wars geek but at the same time you know the weather up here is just junky you know, right. you don't really, you don't really want to deal with it. So you know, it's a cool time. Plus, you got you know Christmas vacation, and there's not a whole lot you're doing at Christmas vacation. It's not like you know, unless I'm going down to Disney World, you know, for Christmas vacation, I'm really not doing a whole lot other than maybe sledding with the kids, or mm. but that's only going to last so long. You know, and you're not doing a whole lot outdoors, so why not go see a movie? So that was a problem I had with Solo. Solo comes out comes out on Memorial Day weekend, which you know nobody really kind of wants to go see movies. Yeah, and I, I think, think that was another factor. People, yeah. And and realistically, like I wanted to go see it. So, uh, like, I made it, like, a special thing because it's right around my birthday and Memorial Day weekend. Go up. And we went up to a place called Chunky's up here in New Hampshire, which has, like, you know, like, you, you sit in old Lincoln seats that they have on little rollers. And they've got good food. And so you can see it on a nice big screen. So I went up there, you know, got my nachos, you know. You know, got my, you know, my grilled cheese sandwich and, you know, was able to watch the movie the way I wanted to watch it, which was sitting back relaxing, you know, and, and the kids can just sit there and have food and have fun. But, you know, when am I going to really going to want to go out and see that again? You know, I mean, I did. Yeah. I went and I took the, I took my son, I, I bailed my son out of school early and we went over <laughs> and we, you know, we kind of went over and uh, you know watched it over at O'Neill's, which is a uh, one of those big lounger cinemas yeah. that we've got around here. And you know that was cool, but I mean, how often times you want to do that? I mean, but then again, you know, listen, The Incredibles just came out, and guess what, man? People have been seeing that left and right. So, yeah. so I mean, there's there's a point to. I, I think they kind of mess with the mojo, and I think with Star Wars, I don't, I don't, I really don't think they should have went away from that. You know, going back to the May, pro, you know, probability. Mm. I think they should have stuck with December. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. Well, it's sort of like what we talked about though <laughs> over on Wookie Radio during the Smugglers Alliance solo roundtable. Instead, just since they wanted it for the summer. How would you, I mean, would you guys been more apt to, to go into this month, being July or beginning of August? Mm. Mm, yeah, I don't know. maybe, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it's tough for me personally as like a dad. You know, because like, guess what? This is this. I mean, this is when we're taking our vacation. Like, I just got back from vacation for like, you know, you know, like six days. You know, going down to New York City and Philadelphia and you know Hershey, Pennsylvania, and stuff like that. You know, Get a rope. yeah, and and or, like I really want to go see like Wasp and Ant Man, but 
I still haven't gone and seen Wasp and Ant-Man. Why? Well, because, you know, guess what? You know, we're doing a whole bunch of other stuff. So I think I think sometimes it, it like, like June was cool. Like we went and saw, you know, The Incredibles 2. But I think I think that was a little bit more of a draw because it was a little bit more unique. So I can't really put it into the slot of like you know plotting it against say Star Wars right. because right. It, it was like a one off and they hadn't done one in fourteen years. So right, yeah. it was you know so it was kind of a little bit of a unique kind of challenge. But at the same time, I don't think a whole lot of people are really flocking in the movie theaters right now. Other than, you know, hey, if you don't have anything better to do on, you know, a Wednesday afternoon and it's, you know, hotter than Hades, now let's, you know, let's go over to the movie theater, chill out in the AC for a while and see a good flick. Or, you know, you're going to see a unique one-up like Incredibles 2, like Deadpool 2, you know, where you haven't seen one in, you know, in a little while. Mm. So... But, you know, I think, I think I don't know, I haven't seen the numbers on Wasp and Ant-Man yet to see if, see if they did any, any better or any worse. Well, but, I, I, think, I think some of the, the best editorials I've seen on Facebook was, oh, Ant-Man Wasp made so much. Oh, my God, it's a failure. It's, it's like, no, it's made what it ex- was expected to make. Yeah, it's just everyone's going making fun of the Star Wars fans over. Oh, Solo didn't meet budget. No. Yeah. It's, like, it's still. I mean, is it still in theaters, or has it been pulled? Solo. What Solo? Yeah. Uh, so Solo's been pulled, but I think it's in a couple places. Like you can still find it. Like right now, up here, up up in up in the New England area, you got uh, the drive-ins. So you can still see it. Like like they'll they'll double up. On the drive-in theaters with like uh, you know Jurassic Park, you know, you know right. the Lost World two or right. um, I, I've seen it doubled with um, Deadpool, but you know now that you know now that you got like say Ant Man and Wasp coming out, okay that'll go out. Incredibles two will be there, you know, and they'll they'll slowly start cycling out those movies, putting in the other ones, you know, in, in its place. But I think it's I think it's totally I think it's cashed. I, uh, I need to check my local theater. Yeah, I'm not Let's see where I'm at. Um, oh, sweet! My local theater is playing the uh, Mr. Rogers movie. So is mine. <laughs> really? They? Oh, that's Wonder Park. Yeah, Mr. Rogers movie is playing in my area. Yeah, so it looks like Solo's pretty much done for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I think it's even out of the out of the drive-ins now. Probably there might be a few here and there, but mm. okay. So it, but it did well going what month? Almost a full month, five weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think overall, I think the movie itself did did well. I mean, it, 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 and it was, it was pretty well received. It's just, it, it wasn't stellar like, like was expected. Right. right. And, and I think they kind of. It's also not one of the main trilogy films either. So you kind of, there are some people that are like, meh, I'll go see the main movies, but I don't need to go see this one. Right. Yeah. 
I'm talking about like I'm talking about like the mainstream audience, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. So so far, like right now, Solo is still good in like about one, two, about five theaters. Mm. You know, mostly mostly up in New Hampshire and stuff like that, cinema pubs and stuff. So. You know, but I know they also they also like like places like Chunky's and the cinema pubs. They hold on to movies longer. Yeah, you know they'll yeah. they'll go they'll go a month after they're out of regular movie theaters. But then again, there there also hasn't been like a whole deluge of of like really like movie feelings. I mean, places like even like our local theater, Cinema World here in Fitchburg, they they don't have enough you know, movies to fill all the theaters, mm, right. you know? So it, it's been kind of, it's been kind of a, a lull center. And I think a lot of people are, are gearing away from the summertime blockbusters, unless it's like a big movie, you know, like, a like, you know, the Incredibles or like, um, you know, like Jurassic world and stuff like that, where you, you know, that's going to draw people to the movies. But I well, mean, Right now, the fall looks like the big time for, like, you know, there's, like, a whole bunch of releases coming out in, you know, October, November time frame. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, As been, as was noted by, uh, again, by our co-host, Ken, on Wookiee Radio, this year, everything was, like, there was a lot of movies that came out in the beginning of the summer. Yeah. But now it's starting to kind of, to die down, and there's not a lot of big movies coming out. Yeah. Yeah, because I because I noticed what what the our local theater and that's what I kind of go by is like the the bellwether. Our local theater only has what it's got ten. It's got ten ten screens, mm. so you can you can fit up to ten movies playing actively. And and a lot of the times, what they'll do is they'll take you know like a kids movie and play it during the day, and then at night they'll play you know an adult you know you know a rated R film. Um. But, like, even then, like, I, I haven't seen more than maybe six or seven, you know, the theaters filled up. Yeah. You know. Uh, I have a 16, I have a 16 plex, and they're showing nine films. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Exactly. So, so, I mean, obviously, some rooms, or some of them are double booked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, and, like... I can't even think of a movie I want to go see anytime soon. Yeah, Ant-Man and Wasp is, I think, the biggest one that I want to see. Yeah, yeah which I, yeah. I saw Ant-Man and Wasp when it opened, and uh, I enjoyed it. But now I'm like, there's nothing that's grabbing me, that's pulling me to the theater. Because nowadays, the theater experience is... I only like going to the theaters for the really big movies. Usually, because it's just ugh. <laughs> well. My my problem with going to the theaters at the moment is is the same as what's going on online. You got people who are there uh-huh. who they're they're really not there to watch the movie, right? They're there. <laughs> to, to, to post on Facebook, yeah, <laughs> to 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 do their social media, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, no, yeah, it's like, it's like idiots. 
Yeah, it's like up here, like with Red Sox fans. You know, like a couple of years ago when they were really popular and really good. You know, they they were coming up here. We called them pink hats because that's all they were there. They they were there to wear their little pink hats. And oh, look at I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, I'm sitting out here in the stands. Look at me. Oh, hold on, let me take a couple selfies of me sitting at the Red Sox. You know, meanwhile they're going to get hit in the face with a baseball. But you know. That you oh, throw at okay. them? If they, if they do, they get they can sue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no well, they, they, they one lady tried. She got hit with a piece of a bat because she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, I remember that. It hit, yeah. her, hit her with a bat. She tried to sue the thing. They're like, uh, "You went to a baseball game." <laughs> they, they kicked her. They kicked her uh, lawsuit out. But I mean, it, it's it's funny because I mean, you're right, Mike. You, you, you're seeing that that you know. Oh, hey, I'm here seeing the latest and greatest film, yeah. but I'm not actually here watching it. I'm not actually enjoying it. Right. Yeah. It's the it's the social media thing. Yeah. Uh, just mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, not family friendly, right? Which no, one? Well, the show. Say what you got to say. Oh yeah! Oh no! You can uh, hey. the 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 woman at uh, at Fenway. Mm. That that's the most wood thrown in her face in a while. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know me and my jokes, Terry. <laughs> you, you, you should have just told me family friendly. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> about this. <laughs> the, the, the marker on Studio One is insert. <laughs> if you want to go back and mark that and cut it out. <laughs> Not a problem. Don't worry about it. Anyway, continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would. <laughs> would. I would like to. Hardwood. Uh, so... Yeah, so with the whole thing with the solo, and then um, there was, there's all these all these rumors that come out now, like the whole thing about <sighs> Kathleen Kennedy get you know getting pulled out of her position, uh, the future standalone films put on hold, all that crap like that. I mean, it's it. <sighs> Basically, <laughs> they can't have that toilet looked at. It's uh, running wow. around. Wow, that, that, that thing runs a lot. That must have been a really big piece of wood. Hey, and after you hey. do that, don't forget. I won't fail you. That's n- that's not a low flow. <laughs> High flush, baby. Actually, I put the. I was gonna say after you after that flush, you should. Uh, like the maps, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I mean, <sighs> things things are getting a little ridiculous with all of this all of this stuff. And the I like I like uh, I like what Jim, Jimbo the the thing you've come up with the Star Boys. Yeah, the star, yeah, the star boys, the, the secret. But I, I kind of like, you know, I, I kind of like lumped the, the problems in the galaxy far, far away. It's, it's one like one major like topic, and like you know, I think half the people that are really kind of calling for Kathleen Kennedy's head 
are those same people that are causing all the problems and, you know, don't like how their, you know, starboard fan theories are, you know, playing, not playing out the right. way that, you know, they think it should always do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think I really, I think there's a secret cabal of Star Wars fans out there who really want to destroy the current Star Wars narrative. And I think that they think that if you, you know, take off Kathleen Kennedy's head, you know, and, and they, they're they just using Solo as an excuse, you know, right, to kind yeah. of try to do it. And I, and I think that's who's really fueling it. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, the, the, the actual studios. I mean, Mike might have a better perspective of the way Disney feels, you know, because he's got like a kind of insider's kind of you know, feel to it because he, you know, you work there. And so you can hear a little bit of behind the scenes. Plus, you know, you know, a few more people than what we do. So you kind of hear a little bit more than, than what the normal person does. But if I'm the guy sitting on the outside and I'm looking in, I'm just seeing what's going on. I think it's just getting ridiculous. It's like, it's like you're getting, you're getting all this kind of, you know, fake news kind of, you know, feeling mm. and, you know, a lot of people that I like everybody that I know that went and saw solo loved it. You know, they liked it. Right, yeah. Didn't necessarily, didn't always necessarily feel that, Oh, you had to have a solo movie, but you know, Hey, it was cool. They liked it. They enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It was directed. Well, you know, it was presented well, you know, maybe the timing was a little bit off. If you, if you're going to look at it from, you know, a technical standpoint, Maybe it wasn't released at the right time. You know, maybe it wasn't the right movie to kind of put out, you know, right now. Or maybe it wasn't even necessarily, say, movie worthy. But, you know, you can kind of get around that kind of stuff as long as the film was good. If the film was like, you know, like an episode of Twilight, you would have been like, you know, yeah, everybody should be fired. But (laughs) for the most part, Uh, I don't think... I mean, I mean, have you ever seen those Twilight films? They are just absolutely terribly done. I'm so proud like to a, say I have not seen them. Well, I had to see them because my wife, but but they were just I, they're they're terrible. I had they're to awful. see the I had I saw the first one under protest <laughs> <laughs> because my wife at the time was pregnant, and her mom sent us a copy of the DVD, boss of the DVD. And we played it in and put it in, start playing it. And I'm like, I, I really don't want to see this. She goes, No, you're if I'm gonna watch this, you're gonna watch this. <laughs> and, and about fifteen, twenty that's not in the book. That's not in the book. That's wrong. I'm like, Okay, if you're complaining about this, can I stop? No, I'm gonna suffer, you're gonna suffer. <laughs> I'm sitting here carrying your child. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ah, so that's okay. why you have such a hatred for Twilight. Yeah, I mean, sorry, <laughs> but I mean, Vamp- the only time vampires just sparkle is right before they go poof. Yeah, exactly. Right, right as they're getting lit up by the sun. But I mean, if you if you think about it, the movie itself, the if you if you took away you know the plot of it, you know you know whether what it was in the book or not in the book, if you looked at the actual cinematography and the acting. It was just terrible. All of it was terrible. Mm. It was awful. And it just, it, it made it that much worse to actually have to sit there and watch that or pay good money to see and watch that. Yeah. But 
I think with like Solo, Solo was a great movie, good movie. You know, I mean, it was just it was solid. It was done. It was well done. But I think that what drives a lot of this narrative, what drives a lot of these, you know, these stories and innuendos and Kathleen Kennedy's, you know, head on a, you know, you know, on the. You know, on a on a on a you know on a bantha pole, it's just simply that these people who just don't like the way things are going, and I think it it, it all kind of sparked with you know some of it with J.J. Abrams taking over a little bit in Episode Seven, but you didn't hear it because it was a great film. You really liked the movie. Right. Now now there was also the the blowback in that where. Well, why do you have to put Ray in there? You know, oh, why yeah. did you have to kill Han Solo? Oh, who's this Finn guy? You know, you know what? What is all this? What's all this? And and so you kind of heard a little underpinning, kind of like a little undertow that was starting to kind of shift the sand out of your feet. Mm. But then all of a sudden, when Episode Eight came out, like it just it it just it just came full bore. And I think yeah. I think these people are crazy. <laughs> that I agree well, with. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like it's been talked about, you know, many many places. And I think Eric's brought it up over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, to hear uh, Star Wars is back, we get Force Awakens, and everyone's like, "Oh, all you did is rip off a New Hope." Um, well, I hate to say it, but. Phantom Menace kind of did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and then second, you know, the second film it better be completely different and not a copy of of Empire. Well, no, you got some of Empire and Force Awakens as well. Yeah. So here comes the Last Jedi, completely different, basically giving the fans what they want, and they're like. I know I asked for yellow cake, but I don't want yellow cake. I want chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have given me marble, and I would have been happy with that. But now I, now I oh no, 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 no! It can't be marble. It's got to be checkered <laughs> with, with, with funfetti in it. <laughs> but now and, the, and, and the funfetti cannot be rainbow. It can only be one color. It's gonna be chocolate. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They're, 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 they'll say that it's not the right kind of chocolate. It's got to be fudge. You know, yeah, I mean, that's the way these people are. They're just not right, satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Of a different kind. Yeah. Oh. They're, just not, they're not satisfied. But I, I, I think that's that's the biggest problem. And, and, like, I didn't even realize it until, you know, my wife kind of pointed it out to me. She says, you know, she says, wow, are these people that really that bad that they don't like Ray and they don't like, yes. you know, that, 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 like they, they absolutely can't stand it and they're, like, boycotting Star Wars? And I'm like... I don't know, and and then I started looking into it, and wow! I mean, there was really oh yeah, like like a, a major click of of like you know the Starboy bias out there that just really hates the whole you know current narrative and going forward, and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> have you read the stuff that Lucas wrote? For the for the new movies, <laughs> not the not a game material, you know. Well, you, you know where the, a lot of the hate, current hate's coming from. 
It's the fact that Lucas sold to Disney. It's the fact that, oh my God, the beloved EU is no longer canon. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Derek hit our quote from from Wookie Radio. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's it never was canon. The expanded heard universe, the words of George Lucas. It was yeah. never I, canon to begin with. Now, now, like I, I started getting into some of the books. Like after, like you know, like I, I you know, during the winter time, you don't have a whole lot to do, sitting at sports and stuff like that. Just you know, just kind of boring, or you know, sitting in the car, you know, at lunchtime, you know. So I always, I, I, I get a whole bunch of the books because you can get them on Amazon for dirt cheap now, since they're not technically, you know, canon, quote unquote. So. You know, I got a whole bunch of them, and I really enjoy a lot of the stories. Really enjoy a lot of the books, but uh, listen, they 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 walk all over themselves every single chance they get. I mean, there's yeah. lots of, right. I mean, there's there's lots of overlaps and things, and you know, Leia's having fifteen children, and twenty of them are you know <laughs> you know Luke's, and it's like <laughs> it, it, it's just like real weird, like you know, okay, you know, that doesn't really, and then one person starts a story. And then another person kind of, like, they don't want to, like, mess with each other, so they kind of don't mess with each other, but then they accidentally just kind of, like, puke all over each other, Mm. and it just kind of becomes a blended mess. Now, it's fun to read, and it's very interesting, you know, to see, you know, basically it's a way of, like, the Starboys to be able to say, hey, this this is my version of... You know what Luke did after he, you know, you know, went to the cantina on Tatooine. You know, right. I mean, there's cool, there's like really cool things like that. But at the same time, it's not a linear story. You know, it never kind of was linear story. But these these guys, I mean, they just they they take it to an extreme. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As we have seen, they they are taking bits and pieces from from the expanded universe and bringing them into current canon. But that's not enough. No, I know it's not enough. Oh, no boo hoo. Yeah, they wanted the they wanted the next, you know, strong woman character to be Mar Jade and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so it's not Mar Jade now. Now <laughs> it's Ray and now all of a sudden you're all upset about this. I know it's, it's like it's so probably stupid. Here's the thing, it might not ever be Mar Jade. Exactly. Right. Why? Because that was a character Lucas hated the most. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But all the but he never said no more Mar Jade tales. But you would never, ever, ever have seen Mara Jade in a in a movie. So, no, yeah, well, Lu- no, yeah, Lucas, because Lucas Watts, yeah, right. So, I, and you I, know, and I think, and I, I think everyone currently is respecting all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the problem with the Mara Jade, you know, lineage and kind of taking on it's it's very sloppy to begin with. You know, and I feel you know, like I, I read the Zon books and and stuff like that, and kind of you can see, like you can see it, like he he had to retool Thrawn to create you know a more kind of cerebral Thrawn rather than the you know you know kicking ass kind of Con Thrawn that you know Con like Thrawn. he had in his original books. 
Thrawn! <laughs> Thrawn! <laughs> but, you know, he, 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 tie, he dialed it down a little bit coming back and, you know, obviously got rid of the Mar Jade thing and, you know, no longer, you know, the hand of the throne and whatever, you know, kind of just kind of puts it back into a little bit more, you know, canon perspective as far as, you know, what is considered canon, which is the ones that you know, are now coming out. But the problem I, I I've always had with like Marge it was just it was it was just it was too sloppy and too loose ended, and it just never I don't know it kind of was kind of hokey to kind of say oh well I've always hated you but now I love you oh Luke oh you know Luke, yeah. your lightsaber <laughs> you know it's like eh. you know well I, I, as as we're talking tonight uh, comicbook.com's got this story. No, Disney is not ruining Star Wars. I saw that. I didn't get a chance to read it, but... Um, so, you want me to read this? Sure, or, or paraphrase as much as I can? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's first paragraph. We need to talk about Star Wars, the latest entry in the Star Wars universe, solo a Star Wars story, opened in theaters a few weeks ago, and promptly failed to live up to box office expectations. Almost immediately, people began to blame this on backlash against the franchise, because Disney has ruined it. Um, the Disney ruined Star Wars sentiment isn't limited to just Solo. It shows up in people harassing uh, stars like Kelly Marie Tran, mm. Daisy Ridley. Uh, it rears its ugly head and calls for Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy to be fired or worse because of new characters or storylines. I mean, how sad is it? On her birthday, StarWars.com posts on Facebook, Happy birthday, De- Kathleen Kennedy. And she's getting death threats, death threats in the comments. Mm, that's, yeah. That's um, of course, it, it's, it's reached to that point that one can barely mention Star Wars Online without hearing about how terrible Disney is. Mm. Um, so here, here's the... Here, here's the kicker. This is where the story gets good. But here's the thing. Disney hasn't ruined Star Wars. If anything, fans have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the writer of this says, please hear me out. There are plenty of reasons not to be a fan of the post-Disney Star Wars offerings. I, too, thought... General Leia's weird force power space flight let her somewhere, somehow survive being blasted into the vacuum of the universe was a step too far. As I've said, that was their Mary Poppins moment. <laughs> they couldn't let Guardians show them up. <laughs> so, granted, but you know what? We move on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Ray makes me roll my eyes sometimes, too. But just because I don't like a creative choice doesn't mean something's ruined. It just means it's different and that, honestly, it's probably helping Star Wars, not hurting it. Right. What, what is hurting Star Wars is the way fans are reacting to things mm-hmm. that they perceive as different or new within the franchise. One of the biggest issues... I found that people have with Star Wars post-Disney are the new characters. 
there are hundreds, if not more, articles on the internet talking about how Ray Finn, Poe, Rose, Holdor, and even Kylo Ren are the worst. How dare Disney tell a Star Wars story that isn't about the dudes, all about dudes, or all about the Skywalker family? Uh, just be, because that would be boring. And how dare they? Yeah, and that's how how dare how dare they? Uh, Star Wars has always been diverse, not just in a way people would ordinarily see. It things as diverse, but Yoda, Chewbacca, even Jar Jar Binks, irritating, irritating as he is, um, in a galaxy where a little green guy with giant ears is one of the most wisest things in existence, <laughs> and a fur-covered giant might be one of the most loyal, loyal friends, it's pretty arrogant to think that not only that only predominant white men hold roles significance or importance by adding more female and diverse characters by giving them more prominent important roles the Disney era of Star Wars is simply adding to an existing diverse world now this is where I'm going to pause from the story for a second this isn't just Disney right it's the world I mean when they announced a Ghostbusters remake they announced it as all girls right I mean, me personally, if I was to redo it, I would make the team mix men and women. Right. And, and, it, and even and even throw in, you know, if you want to go the race card, even throw in a, a white, a Latino, a black, an Asian sure. on the team. But the other thing Completely I would completely diversify. The other thing I would have done is is connect directly connected to the originals. Which is the the yeah. issue I had with the movie. Yeah, but yeah, I would like to have seen that, like more, like a mix. That would have been cool. And, and that's what they are doing in Star Wars, right? And they are connecting it back to the originals because it's a continuation of that story. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the Ghostbusters thing was was just simply that the original writers of the film didn't you know didn't really want to get together and make a third one. Mm. So they they let a reboot kind of happen and kind of let it go the way it went. And I, I think it, I mean it, the movie itself was. Eh. So so. I mean, the, the, yeah. definitely the the visuals were good, but the yeah. yeah the story was a little plotty. But all right, well, but it was fun. It was interesting to see, and you know, you had right. you know you had Thor in it. You know, why not? But I mean, um. <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, you also at the same time, I think with with Star Wars, and I I think the I think you're right. Uh, I think the story's got a good grasp on uh, I don't think Disney killed it because Disney actually other than just you know providing the stake money just kind of kind of stays out of it I mean obviously you know we all know what Disney you know means as far as marketing as far as you know you know merchandising all that kind of stuff. We we know the powerhouse that they can be when it comes right. to bringing you an, uh, an entertainment product. But let me tell you, you go to the park, and even for those of us who who don't go there all that often, 
You go to yeah, the park. I, I don't go often. Yeah, but you go and you like <laughs> like when I go, I can enjoy it. You know, I, listen, I, I don't come out of there disappointed. The kids don't come out of there disappointed. Yeah, sure, I come out a little lighter in the wallet, but oh, at, the, <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, you know what? I, I I'm expecting that. I know I'm going to get fleeced a little bit, but. You know, overall, Disney does a good job. They provide you with an entertainment value that you know is bar none. So yeah. we all we all know the, what they can do as far as that. But what they've done is kind of just taken the movies and said, "Here, you guys make the movies. We're going to do a little bit of the marketing. We're going to do the merchandising. Obviously, you know, we get a little cut of everything, you know, you know, kind of like the mafia going, "Hey, you run this racket, but we're going to always have a little taste." That's what they really did, and you know, yeah. they don't they don't right, control yeah. you know, massively control everything. They let the movie makers make the movies. <laughs> And they just kind of say, okay, yeah, that passes our muster. Let it go. Yeah. You know? Now, uh, the, I think this is another great paragraph or set of paragraphs from the story. Now, this is where someone will try and counter me by complaining that even this is an example of Disney ruining things with bad characters because Kylo should really be Jason Solo. But Disney went and got rid of the expanded universe, thus ruining canon. Yes, Disney did declare EU non-canon, but honestly, that was a favor. I love the expanded universe, or the Star Wars Legends continuity, as it's known known now. Uh, There are some great stories there, but it's not like George Lucas ever really considered those sacred himself. All right. <laughs> Lucas has said himself that he's never read any of the novels and knows nothing about the world. He even told Starlog that he mostly checked the Star Wars encyclopedia to make sure someone else hadn't already used the name that he was considering. Lucas had the ability to use the EU as canon, ignore it, or completely contradict it at his whim. Yep. Which he kind of did. Right. Um, I mean, because look at everything involving the Clone Wars and, and Vader becoming Vader. That was all thrown out the window with Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones. Mm. Yep. So... Um, Let's see. He often contradicts himself, having gone on the record to say that a sequel trilogy never, ever would happen back in 2008, only for him to elaborate on some really odd choices for one, namely a microscopic trilogy. (laughs) Those ideas didn't center around the Skywalkers, by the way. If anything, the Disney era of Star Wars is doing what Lucas never would have done would have by giving us pieces of the old EU in continuity. Right. Those of you who saw Solo know that there were two major deep cut nods to the old EU. Um, The Terrace Kesey and the Maw, thus making them canon. Yep. 
the EU lives, and that's far more than Lucas ever would have given us. So yep. exactly, yeah. So yeah, there we go. Now, uh, we've been having a lot of fun here, but I think we're going to have to start wrapping things up soon. Even, no. Believe it or not, we've been talking for we could talk for hours and hours on this subject. We've already been talking for quite a while. So, <laughs> hey man, you know <laughs> we got we got to save something for future episodes. So uh, let's. Uh, why don't you guys uh, go ahead and give me give me some final thoughts on the, on all of this if you want, uh, Mike? You can go first. Uh, Lando's going to be kind of cool if it happens. Um, the fandom needs to really take some heavy antidepressants mm. and get over it because um, it it has definitely hit very toxic on various things, and Indeed. that's as without going into more details, which Derek, you know, we've talked about before shows on Wookie Radio and We Be Geeks of some of the latest toxic stuff. Um, if, if, if you want to know, just, just go on Twitter and, and timeline it or, or do a search. It's, it's there. You don't have to look hard. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say, I think we've said enough of that during the show, but I mean, there, there has been a lot of, a lot of hate. I know I'm not using the proper jargon because mm-hmm. sorry, I'm freaking old. <laughs> um, I, I think, I, well, I think the kids use this day. I think they call it shade. There's a lot of shade being thrown out there, mm. and um, because of that, it, it has made me lose um, respect for some people that I kind of appreciated in in the in different industries. And I'm like, you know, I still like what you do, but you as a person. Yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's just me. I I think everyone needs to just chill. Let as I've said before, let Kathleen Kennedy run with what appears to be Lucas's plans or Lucas's suggestions of Three episodics, three standalones. Let that run. If you're going to blame anyone at this point, blame Lucas. And then afterwards, wait. Oh, Derek's looking up, freeze to throw out. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it, it's let. Let's see what comes from the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Let's see what comes from the. Um, what did you guys say over in Keepers? The D and D trilogy. 
I don't remember. With the guys from Game of Thrones? Maybe. Yeah, Game of, yeah, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, the Game of Thrones. Because, because, because uh, both of their names start with D. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the, D, the D&D films, <laughs> which sounds odd for Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> let, 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 oh, yeah. let's, see, let's see what the D&D trilogy turns out to be. And or the D squared trilogy. There we go. D squared. There you go. <laughs> let's, let's see what the D squared trilogy is, and see how that plays out, and use those as the judge of Kathleen Kennedy, not what's been somewhat laid out. All right. I think that's the most intellectual I've been of our final thought on a, <laughs> on a show ever. Well. Not to be outdone. What's your final thought, Jimbo? <laughs> All right. Uh, make more movies. Have a lot of fun. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I mean, down tonight. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I think I think you know what I think. Some of these toxic uh, star boys just need to go and chill, or or just go find a different you know theory. You know, I mean, just go go and find a different world to kind of live in. You know, I mean, it's just it, it they're taking the fun out of it, and they're 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 really bringing. Star Wars kind of back into that Dark Ages kind of feel mm. to it again when we didn't have a whole lot to go on. I mean, they can't. I mean, with the 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 one the one thing that I, I will say that maybe you know Lucas should have done years ago was put a cap on on who could write books and and who could come out with you know fan stuff you know and I, I think I think I saw. You know, a lot of the stuff with, uh, you know, the stuff that uh, J.K. Rowling had said and done when, you know, people started to add on to her world and Harry Potter. You know, it just it got to a point where she had to say, listen, no, 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 you can't do that. That's not the way it was going. I think Lucas kind of tried to kind of say, well, you know, yeah, it's not canon or, you know, it's not really factual or this isn't the way I would go with this kind of stuff. But he never kind of put a cap on it. And I think I think that's what he should have done. But at the same time, what are you going to do? I mean, there's always going to be sites devoted to this kind of, you know, cult underground, you know, Starboy theories and this and that. You know, I mean, we all have them. We all we all enjoy, you know, saying, oh, well, maybe the story should have went this way or maybe it could go that way. Like my Starboy theory is that, you know. Ray is the child, the offspring of uh, Nora Wexley and uh, and uh, and uh, Wedge uh, Wedge Wedge Antilles. <laughs> so you know that that is my fan theory, and I'm sticking with it. So that's that's my roll of the dice. I'm just saying that for the record yet again. <laughs> but but I mean, does it make it real? No, of course it doesn't. But it's a lot of fun to to have. Fun. But these guys are are they're sucking the fun out of it. Yeah, they really, yeah. they really are. They're they're sucking the fun out of Star Wars and and what we enjoy most about Star Wars, and that is, hey, it's a fun fantasy world that we get to enjoy, and that we get to speculate and have a good time with. But ultimately, you know what? Whatever they give me, that's what I'm going to really, you know, I'm going to whether I like it or not. That's what it is. But I hope that it's enjoyable. But these guys are sucking it out of it, mm. and. 
I think they just need to chill out. You know, I think, uh, you know, I want to see those backstories. I want to see the new movies coming out. I want to see the the trilogies, you know, like Mike was saying, all those, you know, the D&D guys. I, you know, hey, listen, Kathleen Kennedy, you know, who's really good friends with Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. Wouldn't it be cool yeah. to see a Steven Spielberg directed Star Wars film? Hell yeah, it would. Because, you know Those what? Those are called Indiana Jones. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, yeah, he did he did the Indiana Jones films. But he also, you know what? Hey, he did a great job with Ready Player One and took a book like that and turned it into a great movie. And you know what? I, I, I would love to see what he could do with, I mean, you know, Lucas actually wanted him to actually... You know, do a Star Wars film, but you know, time frame and his own movies kind of got in the way. But I'd like to see what he could do with it. So, you know what? Let him enjoy it. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is each director is going to bring their own kind of interpretation, and yeah. they're going to bring and put their own mark on it, and that's what makes the films unique in their own perspective. You know, I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on Lucas as, you know, the demigod that he is. But he created the world, but at the same time, he always didn't have the best ideas. So, you know right. what? Others coming in and doing and putting their mark on it, I think is a good thing because it gives it variety. And, you know what? You know, if the fanboys, all they want to talk about is the is the Skywalkers and their legacy. And you know what? There's a whole big universe. I think we talked about it in the first Falcons launch. They are only looking at a small sliver of time with what we currently looking at as far as like episodes one through episode nine, a very small sliver of time in the galaxy. You know what? There's a lot more to explore and there's, right. you know, front and back. So, right. Well, I, I saw this headline, and I, I'm waiting for the fan uproar from this franchise to happen, because <laughs> I seriously doubt it will. Star Trek Four rumored to feature female villain and a new female hero. Oh, I saw Ooh. that, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, let, let's throw this out there, too. Luke Skywalker originally was supposed to be a girl. <laughs> no, say it isn't so. That was in 77. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, is that all you have, Jimbo? Yeah, that's all I have. Other than that, all it's right. been a lot of fun talking. Well, my final thought is this. First of all, we've said it before. I'll say it again. The expanded universe was never canon. Get over it. Secondly, I think you guys are right. These, the toxic fanboys, not only are they su sucking out all the fun, but they're also kind of making the rest of us look bad because, you know, it, it's embarrassing that these people consider, consider themselves fans of the same thing that we're fans of because... Yeah. Well... Well, it's, it's sad when other podcasts are attacking, or when podcasters are attacking other podcasters. Mm. I, I'm sorry. 
podcasters' lives matter. <laughs> PLM. Micro- microphones matter. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm just, you know, it gets, it's getting harder and harder to be a Star Wars fan these days with these people. And, and you want to, I want to make sure that people know there are still, there's still positivity among Star Wars fandom, even though it doesn't get reported on as much. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's fans like us who are still positive about things. But, you know, sure, occasionally there's things we don't like, but just like you do, just like with Jar Jar, you just, you move on. You just move on. You don't like it? Okay. You, you know, I can be positive. I'm a positive Star Wars fan. I'm positive we're going to have a guest on next week's Wookiee Radio. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Ooh. So, little plug there. So, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> all you all you toxic fanboys out there, my thoughts on you is... You here with a mission, sir? Wrong one. <laughs> Excuse me. Like there we go. <laughs> so, so that's going to do it for us this evening. So, uh, uh, a little say, how how I feel about the toxic Star Wars fans and, and what they have to say. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so before we go, Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, you know plug your stuff there? With what? Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> with both. Terrible segue. Is, is this the way we're going to be going with Weeby Geeks, but still clean? <laughs> no, we can be dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> No, I'm going to keep Weeby Geeks clean for now. <laughs> After Dark hasn't come yet. Oh. That might be Patreon. Weeby Dark. There we go. Yeah, Weeby Dark. <laughs> Weeby Dark. Weeby Dark Geeks. <laughs> that might that might end up being Patreon. Mm. Once I redo it. Um, Weeby Geeks. Find us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram as Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks on Facebook, and all one word on Instagram or underscored between words on Instagram, and Marvel Geeks on Twitter, Wookie Radio on Facebook, Twitter, all one word on Instagram, and underscored. Between words on Instagram. Too many emails to give out, so I'm not giving out emails. <laughs> uh, w- websites: uh, WeebyGeeks.net, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, WookieRadio.net. Speak pipe on all of them, so leave us a voicemail. All right, there you go, Jimbo. Do you have anything you want to plug? Did you start like pit? Uh, maybe a couple of hair plugs to get a little thin up here, but uh, other than that, no. It's great to have Mike on, and it's been awesome. I'm glad you've been uh, 
You know, we've been doing the Falcons Lounge. This is cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I when 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 Derek told me you guys were that he was going to be doing uh, Falcons Lounge on on New England Society, I'm like, that's a cool idea. <laughs> I mean, that's well, that's almost how Wookie Radio and Mighty Marvel Geeks came out. It's like, you know, it's a show. Actually, that's how Wookie Radio came out. Is like. Let's do a Star Wars show, and who else can we add to this? And that's how Ken got brought along. <laughs> well, Jim, Jimbo is the mind behind all of this. He came up with the idea, and he came up with the name Falcons Lounge. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, because I like—I I mean, I, I like how we we do a kind of an eclectic mix on you know the New England Society of Geeks. It was pretty cool, and I think it just it. it yeah, you know, I, my idea was he. I, I told uh, I told Derek about it, and he's like, "Well, you know, I, I kind of don't want to step on the toes of Wookie Radio. You know, it's kind of, you know." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, Mike thinks it's a really good idea. Let's do it." I'm like, "All right," because <laughs> I, you know, I like I love the Falcons Lounge. It's pretty cool, and it's, and it's a good little break because you know, like you know, my, I mean, I, I like like technology and robotics and stuff like that, but. You know, you, you can't always just fill a lot of time with that. Yeah. So, you know, so. Well, I, and, I mean, some of the topics tonight we talked about on Wookie Radio this week as well. And even though we had, you know, we said similar things on both locations, we also, I, I think for me personally, I've added some more new stuff that I didn't even think about. Yep. When yeah, we yeah. recorded. And that's um, the whole idea. So, I mean, it, it, it never hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know how many times, you know, uh, we be geeks, we go, uh, that's a Marvel topic. Let's, it's like, well, no, <laughs> you guys don't talk Marvel. We don't talk Marvel enough. I, I don't care if I repeat it on Mighty Marvel Geeks because I got a whole other crew that's going to bring a whole different thing, yeah, and make me think a whole different direction. Yep, yeah, yeah. So I, that, that's why that's why I kind of like kind of like our little our little podcast here. It works well, so, and Derek's I, been I, doing an awesome job. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I really like Derek's idea with New England Society at the moment having yeah uh, you got presents Falcons Lounge presents the comics. Um, I, I I think you need to do one. It's New England Society of Geeks presents Sparklers, the Twilight Companion. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> the Frozen Contingency. Yeah, let it go. Oh, jeez, that definitely ain't gonna happen. Well, <laughs> um, thank you guys for being on the show, Mike. Jimbo, thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for hosting. For, for my first and last appearance, because I'm probably not going to be invited back. <laughs> no. We'll Always, see. Mike. Mike, you come back. Come back, Mike. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, we want to thank you guys all, this, all for listening. Um, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at uh, nesogpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at N-E-S-O-G Podcast. And you can follow my personal Twitter at N-E-S-O-G-E-E-K. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you want to email us or, or tag us on Twitter. 
Uh, we'd also appreciate it if you could uh, maybe give us some ratings and, and reviews on the uh, the old uh, podcast app that you're listening to or or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever. Um, what are you going to say, Mike? I was going to say, I'm going to give a secret. As you're giving your email address out, you're holding your phone because you don't have it memorized. That's right. <laughs> and I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm about ready to take post-it notes. There, I've done it before in the past. I have post-it notes. and It's like, for Weeby Geeks, well, for the three shows, I got to re-record the greeting. I have a Google Voice phone number. It's in my phone. I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> I know. It's just easier so, to say or read the goes. Go leave us a voicemail on speak pipe. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little bit of how the sausage is made. Goes <laughs> <laughs> right up. We. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that's gonna do it for us this evening. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I will leave you. I am great. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> I will leave you. I will leave you with this. Uh, school, which is putties for goodbye, or if you prefer, which is <laughs> may your juice stay fresh. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> will be with you always.